Hello, and welcome to episode 35 of Science Solutions and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane. Today, I'm going to give you a quick and dirty guide to basic supplementation. So these are the supplements that I think that everybody should take. People often ask me as a nutritionist, what do you take? What should I take? And these are the core supplements that everyone should start with. Now, each of these supplements could actually be an entire podcast in itself. So I am just going to touch on my core five to take. And you guys can let me know in comments on the podcast, on social media, or shoot me a message if you want to hear more about a specific one. The specific one for omega-3s already exists. So go find that if you're interested in the omega-3s. I could probably do another whole in-depth one. I do have to give my disclaimer, and that's that my podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, or mitigate any disease. This is a FDA-type warning. I'm not going, I'm going to give you dosage recommendations, but I'm not going to be making any suggestions that you should make without talking to your doctor. So you should always consult a healthcare practitioner before you make any changes to your dietary or supplement program, particularly if you're dealing with an illness. All right, so what are the basics? The basics to me would be a multivitamin, an omega-3, So a fish oil or a vegan source of omega-3s, and we'll talk a little bit more about all of these again. D3, a probiotic, and then the one that usually catches people off a little bit is the K2. So let's get into each of these, what they mean. I'll talk a little bit more about some besides these core five because there's some other nutrients that you can take to support body systems if you have certain goals. You know, if your goal is weight loss, immune boosting, there's different enzymes, herbs for different problems. Again, so many of these could be their own podcast in itself. Today, we're going to cover the basics. So multivitamin, what do you look for in a multivitamin? I really like uh, active essentials multivitamin. Um, It is from a practitioner only line called Zymogen and I could get into it, but really what I think people should look for when they're looking for a multivitamin is something that's food-based, something that is in the form that your body will digest. Well, our body is obviously able to digest food, so if it is a food-based multivitamin, oftentimes it will be very digestible. Brands that are food-based, at least typically, New Chapter, Mega Food, trying to think of other ones out there, but those food-based ones are the ones garden of life has some food-based ones that are great i think the key is to look for the forms that your body digests we don't get enough vitamins in this traditional standard american diet the sad diet because there isn't enough nutrients in our soil to grow at the volumes that are conventionally grown Right, so a plant can't make something from nothing. If the vitamins and minerals aren't in the soil or they're chelated or binded by the massive amounts of agrochemicals that are being used, uh, then you're not going to have the nutrients in the final product. 
then add in all the processed food that people eat and you just don't get enough. So think of your multivitamin as like your insurance policy. It's making sure that you're getting enough of everything. Most vitamins, most are water soluble. There's only four that are fat soluble and that's your D, E, K, and A. It's pretty hard to get too much of them. It is possible, but of your water soluble vitamins, you pretty much can take a lot of them and your body's gonna use what it needs and pee out the rest, which is why a multivitamin can change the color of your urine because of what your body is not using, it gets rid of. Again, think of the multivitamin as your insurance policy. Speaking of water-soluble vitamins, this is a good time to mention vitamin B. A lot of people take B6, B12 maybe for energy. A B complex can be a great thing for you. Now, definitely expect your urine color to change because B vitamins are very water-soluble. But the good news is the only way to take too much B vitamins would be if you were to fill a tub with them, a liquid one, and to drown in it. I just love that picture. Your body will be able to get rid of B vitamins and it doesn't really do damage, doesn't really, it doesn't cause damage when you take too many B vitamins. They're very water soluble and small enough that your body will get rid of what it doesn't need. The next vitamin after multivitamins is fish oil or omega-3s. Now, if you listen to the other podcasts on fish oil, then you know that I did my senior thesis at Cal Poly on how societies that eat more fish have lower rates of depression. And I really beat this drum because I think that a lot of the issues that we have with our brains could be from a lack of omega-3. So a lot of mood disorders, a lot of issues could be a lack of nutrients, a lack of essential fatty acids. And when I'm talking about essential fatty acids, I mean the longer chains. So the longer omega-3s, the EPA and the DHA. So real quick tutorial on EPA, DHA, and ALA, which are the common forms of omega-3 that you'll see on a supplement bottle. EPA is 20 carbons long, DHA is 22 carbons long, and ALA is 18 carbons long. ALA you find a lot in flax. The longer chains is what you find in the fish oil. The part about this is that your body can break down so it can take ALA and make it, it can't take ALA and make it into DHA or EPA very easily, but it can take DHA and make it into EPA or ALA. So it can take the 22 carbon chain and make it into a 20 carbon chain. You can snip some off basically. So you wanna make sure that you're getting more of the longer chains. And this is where form matters because how it's processed, if it's damaged at all, you're gonna have more shorter chains. So you can look for the bottles that have the higher DHA and EPA. But the other thing you wanna look for is what form is it in? So there's three basic forms that I've typically seen of fish oil. There is your triglyceride form, which is basically the same as when it comes off the fish. There is the ethyl ester form, which is a little more processed. They're trying to make it a little bit more available. And then there is the monoglyceride form. So think of a triglyceride, it's fatty acids attached to a glycerol body. And you can Google to find what these images look like to kind of give yourself a visual. When I explain it to people in person, I use my hands. Basically these 
three fatty acids, the tri, on the glycerol body, the, glycer the glyceride, so triglyceride, it looks like a little flag. And these little fatty acids are hanging off of it. Now when your body breaks that down, it breaks the glyceride, breaks, excuse me, the fatty acids off of the glycerol body and it makes it so you, basically it detaches each fatty acid and then it reattaches to just a glycerol. So then you have a monoglyceride. So for your body to absorb the triglyceride, it actually makes a monoglyceride. Then for the ethyl ester form, an ethyl ester form is basically just you, they've broken down the fatty acids off of the glycerol backbone already. So you have all these free fatty acids, ethyl esters. Now, your body still has to attach that glyceride, or excuse me, glycerol molecule to all those ethyl esters, all those free fatty acids, so that your body can absorb it. Now, when you take the monoglyceride form, it's pretty much in the form that your body is already ready to use. So I'm a big fan of the monoglyceride form. It's not an easy form to find in the market. So if you have trouble finding it, that company I mentioned for the active nutrients, Zymogen does offer it. Um, they offer private label versions of it as well. So hit me up if you need a source and I can give you the login information to be able to buy it. The next nutrient after fish oil, again, so we've got active nutrients for the multivitamin, we want monoglyceride fish oil, then we get into D3. Pretty much D3 is D3. You can get vegan sources. Typically your D3 is gonna come from lanolin, which is a really cool process. It's actually squeezed off of wool. Um, so it is an animal product, but you can get vegan versions. The vegan versions, they actually expose these really special mushrooms to UV lights and they make vitamin D. Now you would think, why does she tell me to take vitamin D when I can make vitamin D? Well. I moved from the central coast of California to Idaho, and I learned that in Idaho, we don't actually get the UVB rays that we need from November to March. We don't even get them. We don't have enough rays to make vitamin D in our skin. Now, if you have darker skin, you're gonna have more melanin, you're actually gonna make less vitamin D than somebody who has fairer skin. You also have to be exposed to the sun in order to do it. So 15 minutes a day during the summer can make your vitamin D. There are so many studies because we put on sunscreen, which blocks the rays that we need, that show that we don't get enough vitamin D. That there are many populations, especially elderly, that are do not have vitamin D. And why vitamin D is so important is that it turns on and off genes. So it's responsible for gene expression. So it helps your DNA turn on and off. So when you have, you may have a genetic predisposition for something, and if you don't have enough vitamin D, your body will not be able to suppress that. So you see a lot of genetic disorders that can actually be helped by supplementation of vitamin D because it enables your body to turn off all those bad genes fascinating thing a lot of research on vitamin d a lot of doctors will take your blood level and check it for you uh, i check it seasonally is best and you can see where your levels are but you can you can't really take too much vitamin d it's a really cool thing 
because it is fat soluble, you can take it like once a week. So let's say your doctor says that they want you to take 50,000 IU. First of all, make sure that it's D3 and not D2. A lot of times what they'll be giving you at uh, as a prescription is D2 because that's what's pharmacologically available. Um, but that's not as absorbable. And again, we want our body to get nutrients it can use. That's why we want food-based multivitamins, monoglyceride fish oil, and with D3, we wanna make sure it's D3 and not D2. Most health food stores will only sell D3, but the pharmacy will have D2. So get your D3, you can take it once a week. So if you need 50,000 IU per day for your, per your doctor, then you can actually take it all in one day. Um, what I mean by that is one day a week. You can also spread it out. You don't have to take it every day. You can take a high amount a couple of days a week. I take a liquid form just because it's easy to get a lot and it can help with mood and so many things. So get your D3. Next thing, I was gonna go into probiotics first, but because I just talked about D3, let's talk about K2, another fat soluble vitamin. K2. Now, I wanna to talk to you about triage theory when we talk about K2. And the reason I wanna talk about triage theory when we talk about K2 is because we don't get enough vitamin K. A lot of people who have clotting issues later in life are told not to take K2 because it helps with blood clotting. Well, blood clotting is a very important facet. If we didn't have blood clotting factors, we would die, right? We need that function in our body. So what does our body do if we don't have enough K2? It prioritizes blood clotting. So if we're lacking it because we don't eat a lot of leafy greens our whole life, we may be lacking K2. So you gotta take some extra K2. It helps with blood clotting, but it helps with so much more. If our body's prioritizing blood clotting, it's not doing the other things that K2 needs to do. For example, K2 helps to move your calcium around your body. So it helps to move calcium out of the soft tissues and into your bones. So it helps with bone remodeling. Now think of all the people that are elderly that you know that have bone issues and or calcification in their soft tissues. Both things happen. When we think about heart disease, we think about the hardening of our arteries, we think about actual calcium break being in the muscles, in our hands, in our arms, in our legs. We see calcification of the muscles as we get older. If we're lacking K2, our body doesn't get to send the message that this these calcium, this calcium belongs in the bones, not in the soft tissue. So it tells calcium where to go. So a lot of people will take a calcium supplement and not be taking the K2 and then their body is storing calcium where it shouldn't be stored. So that's triage theory. Your body's going to use the nutrient for what's most important and it's going to forget about the rest. So we have disease, we have degradation over time because of that. All right, we've covered multivitamin, taking the form of food, Omega-3s, taking a monoglyceride form. D3, make sure it's D3. K2, just add a little. There, again, could be a whole nother podcast on the MK4, MK7, different forms, but just get a K2 and start there. If you want to hear more information, let me know. Final one, 
And again, could be a whole nother podcast, will probably be a whole nother podcast, your probiotic. I think everyone should take a probiotic. We are exposed to so many stressors every day that just absolutely wreak havoc on our gut bacteria. So we've got to be in constant repair. Got to be re-inoculating. If you've ever taken antibiotics, if you've ever taken something that may have killed your gut bacteria, eaten a lot of processed food, all of those things kill your gut bacteria, you got to take a probiotic. So what to look for in a probiotic? One thing that I I 100% recommend is to look for the license plate. What I mean by that is make sure that it is a registered form of probiotic, of live bacteria. So you'll see these little numbers behind the type of bacteria it is. So maybe it'll say lactobacillus or L brevet or whatever it is, and then it'll have the little license plate looking numbers and letters behind it. That means that it's a registered form. It means it's been studied. Think of that as a validated strain. So we know that that strain does something in the body. It's not just something I went and picked up in the dirt. Although the the probiotics you get from the dirt are important as well. So look for the license plate. Look for the number of CFU. So what is a CFU? That is a colonor, excuse me, colon colony forming unit. So look for the colony forming units and look for the disclaimer that says whether that's at the time of manufacture or at the time of expiration. So if the colony forming units, the CFU is at time of expiration, then you know that you're getting what you paid for. If you get it and it's at the time, the, you know, 80 billion or whatever it is, is at the time of manufacture those good bugs are constantly dying whereas if you get one that's good until the time of expiration it's going to be ones that our you're going to be basically get overfilled because you're going to make sure that there's that many cfu at the expiration of the product now there's also a question of shelf stable versus refrigerated the shelf stable ones tend to be those really badass bugs or there's a processing done to the capsule so that the colonies can stay alive um the bugs can stay alive so don't bag on refrigerated versus shelf stable get what you will take if it's in your fridge and you're gonna forget about it it's always better to get a shelf stable one so get what you will take Uh, If you get the ones in the fridge, they tend to be because they don't require the heavy processing um, for the specialized packaging, I should say. um, They may be a little bit less expensive for how many units you get. I also say to rotate your probiotic. So rotate your probiotic and what you're taking so that you're always inoculating with different strains. So each month I go through a bottle and I pick a different one based on whatever research maybe I've been reading and pick a different one so always be taking a different one maybe rotate months if you find a couple that you like that make you feel regular i also drink kombucha in addition to get probiotics so that is the core supplements we could get quick and dirty we got a little bit into multivitamin or into b vitamins when we talked about multivitamins another mineral that people tend to be lacking and is a good one to take we could get into magnesium Uh, there are a lot of supplements you could take based on your goals Uh, antioxidants. I'm always taking an antioxidant. Um, Right now it's NAC. 
Um, things that help with inflammation, milk thistle, which helps your liver, um, CoQ10 could also be viewed as an antioxidant, but also helps with energy. So CoQ10 works in the mitochondria and every cell in our body, besides our, to qualify that, besides our red blood cells have mitochondria. I have a whole other podcast on mitochondria and minding your mitochondria, but CoQ10 helps to support the energy in all of those cells. If you have weight loss goals, there's other specific supplements you can take in addition to this core. Some of the things that I love, I love alpha lipoic acid. There's a product from Zymogen called App Curb, uh, which can help when you're transitioning your diet. So it's really hard. The reason diets fail is because our gut bacteria, our bodies are so used to what we eat. We actually have more neurotransmitters in our gut, producing our gut, than we do in our brain. So our body is telling us what to eat and when to eat more than we realize, more than we acknowledge, I guess I should say. So things like AppCurb can help make that transition when you're trying to take on a new diet or lifestyle in the diet. Um, I'm not a fan of fat burners because they're really hard on the adrenal glands, but things like green tea extract can help you boost your burning fat burning ability, 5-HTP, CLA, um, CLA is conjugated linoleic acid, which is actually a trans fat, but it's a natural form of trans fat and is proven to help with fat burning. Things that help with blood sugar balance are always going to help you burn fat because when your blood sugar is balanced, your body is going to be burning fat because that's the fuel source it prefers. Different supplements for your immune system, mushrooms, elderberry, all these things as we're in a pandemic right now. Things that support your immune system I think are very important to take at least seasonally. Enzymes, if you need help with digestion, enzymes can also help with inflammation when they're taken between meals, help your body break down byproducts that may be causing stiff joints or achiness. Different herbs, I loved different tinctures for digestion. I do peppermint spirits a lot, different bitters. There are so many things that you can take and so many supplements that we could do, again, a whole nother podcast on. So leave me a comment, send me a voice message on Anchor, and let me know if there's anything else you'd like to hear about. This is basic supplementation. Take your multivitamin, your omega-3, your D3, your probiotic, and your K2. That's where you should start. And this has been episode 35 of Science Solutions and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane.